what's up everybody welcome to another episode of downtime with downside episode 178 and today we're here with my guy travis barona trust fab travis what's up bro what's up man 178 wow that's a big number huh <laughs> i know dude every time i say it i'm just like wow i remember episode five <laughs> you know what's crazy to me is i had previously never really considered myself like a podcast listener but I don't know, it was a few years ago now at this point, and you know what really turned me on, I think I spoke to you about it back then, was that um, Do It For A Living with Reed Lund. Yeah. And uh, the, the Skunk 2 Dave one yeah. really memorable to me. It was like a two-part episode, it yeah. was pretty rad. And then there was a CNC, I don't remember the guy's name, but he, he was like a CNC owner, and he spoke like uh, on what it took to get into yeah. CNC manufacturing. And then there was the... Uh, the uh, two wire ones that I liked, which was the rye wire one and then the race spec Got one. Got you, yeah. Both were amazing. Um, and, you know, then I started listening to a couple more and it got to the point where, you know, I had to give it a rest. They were getting bent out of shape at work that I had the earphones <laughs> all the time. So, but yeah, it, it, it's pretty rad. Like initially when, what, what made you decide that you wanted to start doing this? That? <laughs> Read? Yeah, yeah, shout out to Reed Lundy from uh, KS Tune Kaizen Speed. Um, he did a podcast. This was what? This was probably four or five years ago. It was. It was. It was a long time ago because I've been doing this for almost two years, and it was significantly before that. Right. But um, right. I I really didn't know much of what KS Tune did because I was never really into that, like the H kind of stuff. So, right. but we were following each other on Facebook and then I would see his podcast pop up. And then I seen some with like, uh, like you said, Dave, Dave Sue from Skunk 2, uh, John uh, Velos from K-Tuned, uh, Brian Gillespie from Hasport. And I'm like, dude, these are fucking awesome stories. And I just like, I just craved it. And then Reed ended up selling it or stepping away or something and then a new guy came in and that kind of lost my connection because i felt like i had a connection with reed right. where i was we were kind of like on similar paths we had similar questions and we were interested in similar things so then right. i kind of stepped away but then i started gravitating towards other podcasts such as right. like the joe rogan podcast and then started di diving into more motivational ones and then dude that's like my hobby now i love podcasting bro yeah, the mo the motivate there definitely is a lot of motivational ones for sure. I know what's the uh, guy with the uh, uh, muscle powders one that uh, you like, Andy Frisella. Yeah, that guy's pretty cool. You yeah. know, I listened to a few of his shows when they were uh, in the beginning ones. Not I, I like I don't like because uh, you know that can start to get a little overwhelming with the I uh, with the uh, um, motivational stuff because yeah. You know, they're people that go to those seminars and whatnot and then they do nothing <laughs> yeah you know? yeah motivated to go like listen to a motivational speaker and then they go home and sit on the couch and watch tv well so <laughs> that's funny you say that because andy he actually stepped away he was doing that podcast that was called the mf ceo which was about yeah. you know uh business and things like that and he stepped away from that whole space he's not even doing uh oh, really? interviews or speeches or anything anymore because he's like dude this market it's just so tainted People want to go to motivational speeches just to say that they went and people they're selling the courses, but they've never even done anything. And he's a real hustler. So he has another podcast. Uh, I, I think it's called the real AF, like real Andy Frisella, but real as fuck. But right. that pod is dope, man, because he's a he's a lot more. Um, 
He's a lot more vocal about the way that he feels. And uh, just like I said about Reed, man, I, I feel that I align with him on so many thoughts. And if, yeah. it feels refreshing to know that like somebody that thinks the same way that I do or we have similar ways is is excelling. But then it makes me feel like somebody who's excelled to something that I might never reach in my lifetime is still having the same problems that I'm having on my level right now. Right. It's funny that you say that because like I, I'm the type of dude that, I, and it, you know, it's not a good thing. I, I, I want to stress that it's it's kind of like an, an issue that I need to work on overcoming is like I'm never satisfied. Yeah. Like so I can see people like let me give you an example, man. And this was a pretty like. This, is, this was one of those moments where you have to be like, wow, you know, like uh, maybe I should stop, you know, hating on myself so much. I, I was at a, you know, I stay up sometimes pretty late. I, I, I work a lot of late hours. You know, I have, I have a full-time 40-hour job and then there's Trust Fab and then, you know, there's all the additional hobbies and whatnot. But I was at a gas station, you know, to, uh, to pick up some Red Bull. I probably pound like, you know, 10 Red Bull a day at this mm -hmm. point now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> But uh, I seen somebody that I went to high school with at like two in the morning at the gas station pulling cigarette butts that were smoked already mm -hmm. out of the ashtray and like putting them in his pocket and keep it moving. You know, and I, it, that's one of those moments when you're like, wow, you know what I mean? Like I just pulled up here in the bends and, uh, you know, yeah. I'm spending 50 bucks on Red Bull. Like, you know, it's nothing. And maybe I should stop thinking that, you know, everything sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know. I'm I'm just never ha I'm I'm never satisfied. You know, it could be you know you could end up with the Porsche and then you'll be like, all right, well, what's next? Yeah, you know, I you. It, it's a bad way to look at things in in general, and, and you know that's something that I'm working on in uh, uh you know uh, on my own uh stuff. Like that's why it makes it easy to relate to like a lot of uh clients and and customers is that I always put myself in their shoes. Yeah, I know you know what it took for them to make that money well i know what it took for me to make the money to buy the parts or whatever and you know it always is hard coming in and easy going out so i always try to keep it boutique-ish i never yeah. want to like blow up or anything i wanted to have that relationship and you know the funny thing is a lot of the people that i deal with end up becoming like you know friends um it doesn't necessarily need to be that way i don't start out uh, with it going in that direction. Yeah. But I, mean, I look at you and me. Yeah. I mean, I, I showed up at a Honda day and, and, and to buy some hardware and I was just like, Hey, what's up, man? I'm Travis from trust fab. And I was pretty much just in your face, like kicking it with you. And then that was it. You know, we're buddies from there on. Yeah. You um, know what it is? Um, you have a very good personality. I remember the first day I met you, you had a very firm handshake and I'm like, wow, this is, this is very rare for this atmosphere that we're in this guy presents himself well he's well spoken and he's interesting and he's not a dickhead you know yeah, and then um right. and then it i don't know how it even happened but you ended up calling just for a question or something and we talked for like an hour and a half i remember that yeah 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 <laughs> that shit was dope yeah 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 that was funny you know, and it's a uh, it's interesting too with like when you go to things like the, you know you're lucky in the sense that you get to experience the West Coast lifestyle and the East Coast lifestyle and and uh, everywhere in between because things are so different from coast. You know, New Jersey and California is kind of 
you know, everybody's going a thousand miles an hour all the time. Yeah. But then you get to some of those places where it's a little more laid back and slower. And, uh, you know, sometimes you appreciate that when you go to like to the Honda days here, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, growing up, man, what, what a place to live here was over here in New Jersey. I mean, I must've been 17 years old with a 92 SI bubble. And there was a dude named Craig, uh, that put my first GSR swap in at 17, you know, and it, what a great car that was. And just everybody was into Hondas here, you know, and uh, we'd be racing in the streets all the time. And 17 years old, you get your license at 17. Imagine being 17, you know, with a car uh, with a GSR swap in it that has a 50 shot, you know, and you're 17 pulling up to high school and that thing, you know, it was, it, it was awesome, you know, and the, the scene was always super strong here and being 15 minutes from, um, the racetrack, you know, which is funny in itself because with that racetrack, the backstory with that was like, it was out in the middle of nowhere. There was no houses. Now is it English then, town or Atco? English town. I, I really didn't spend much time at Atco. Okay. It was all it was always English sound gotcha. for me, but, uh, the funny thing was there was nothing out there. It was woods. And then they come and they build the houses and the racetrack was there first. So, you, you know, you kind of know what you're getting into. And then all of a sudden the noise is a problem, Yeah. Which, which I think was comical. I mean, you built your house next to a racetrack and then as time goes by, they really couldn't do much about it. But then some of those people in those expensive houses started to get onto that town's council and and and, and, you know now they're bobby big time and they don't want to hear the noise and and it started to become a problem and you know but as far as going to the honda days like i remember i was talking to mike um about it when i saw him at the last one before it closed and uh, he was like you know i appreciate the east coast honda days but it's so different from where we are where guys come and meet up and we talk and uh, here you have every car next to each other with with the radio as loud as it can possibly be. <laughs> it's just like it kind of is chaotic when, when you go to those. I, I I never I was always there more for the racing than for like everybody with their radio as loud as it can go because it's like headache, bro. For me, I don't know. It's, it gives me a mess. Yeah, that that they would all just play that one song. Infinity. You did a post like, what's this song? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> I have to I have to play it dude because uh that is the the song of uh of of that time like guys if you've ever <laughs> I don't want it I don't want it to to fucking like you just got to hear the horns right here <laughs> That's the song dude <laughs> Bro, it's so funny because I talked to somebody and I was like, why do they just keep playing that one song? I don't even know what it is. And they're like, oh, it's this song. That song when the bass hits, that shit hit hard. But everybody's got it on a different time frame. So it's hitting over here, then it's hitting over there. And you're like, oh, my God. Those trumpets, bro, they're piercing, dog. And then the one guy, he like pulls up, and, you know, he's got like the Honda Odyssey, like the the 92 Odyssey, and he opens the back of it, and it's just a wall of like 18s, and you're like, oh my god! And it's louder than the stage. It's louder yeah. than the fucking stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got the guy. I got a guy over here, man, and I posted a picture not long ago. I love this guy to death. He's got. Like, <laughs> 
this guy, man, he's great. He's got like a 20, like 16 Honda Odyssey. It was a beautiful minivan, and it says like dual overhead cam VTEC, yeah. you know, like turbo. Yeah. And he, he like, it's just got all these random stickers on it that make no sense whatsoever. Oh, the poor guy. Then he put a wing on it the other day, one of the shopping cart wings. Yeah. Yeah, now it's like really pimped out. He's got like the 15 inch like uh, XXRs on there yeah. now. Had like the nice Honda wheels on it. He can count like three sizes. And they tens though. He keeps, they, them he keeps them clean. Man, that was such a good time. I hope people listening, uh, that song just brings back some memories for them, dude. It's, uh, I wish, you know, in hindsight, probably like all the H Day guys and everyone, I wish I knew that that was going to be our last time at English Town. Because I would have soaked it in a lot more, man. You know, it started becoming repetitive, going there two to three times a year. So it was like, okay, this is August. This is what we're doing now. But yeah. kind of miss it, man. I, I miss it a lot. Yeah, I know. I remember when I was trying to get you to come stay at the crib instead of having a hotel when the, at the last one that you were there. I remember yeah. you like, Yo, I'm stopping at Wawa. You need any drinks, bro? He's like, nah, we're good. We're good. I appreciate over here. that shit, man. There's not that many people like you, bro. That's why I wanted to have you on here, dude. I, I, I can't think of why it took me so long, bro. It was just some people, it just clicks, and then some people, I'm like, bro, why haven't you oh, fucking had man. that person on? Dude, there's been some hitters on here, bro. So I'm a little guy. I, I got <laughs> nah. I'm honored. I'm honored just to be on here. I, I mean, I oof. want people to know that, like. We'll have like the biggest names that we can in the industry and then we'll have somebody who's on their grind. You know, that's not the way that you get on the show is that you have to have this many followers, that you have to be this big, that you have to have this many accolades. Pretty much you just have to be interesting and to have a conversation with. And I know with you, that's no problem because we've done that off rip without even knowing each other for a long time, you know, so. Right. But, uh. You know what is cool, man, about that is, uh. You know, what a tool that Instagram is. You know, I don't use Facebook because there was like a thing going on where they had an issue. This is years ago. I, I haven't used it in years. And they were like wanted to see. They wanted me to send my driver's That's license. That's right. Yeah. Or, or change to a business like uh, uh, name and pay them. And I was like, bro, get out of here, bro. Yeah. And so I ended up sending them like random dick pics. <laughs> I didn't help the situation at all. I think they did, they they were like aggravated with that, and uh, so they locked me out for three days, and then uh, so then I got somebody else, and I was like, yeah, like are you gonna behave? That's what they asked me. Are you gonna behave? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna behave. I'm gonna upload the uh, my driver's license to you right now, and <laughs> another dick pic. <laughs> you know, boom, three days. You know, locked out again, and then I just gave up on it. I was like, you know, enough with this. I, you know. It's weird because Facebook made me absolutely and, – and, you know, I can appreciate that because that's actually when I first started welding. and You know, that's a story in itself. But um, I made zero dollars from uh, Facebook. But using Instagram as a tool is, you know, astronomical for me. And I don't even have that many followers. You know, people yeah. hear like 7,000 and they're like, oh, my God, that's a lot. But in reality, that's nothing. But I use the shit out of that 7,000. Yeah. I put – my advantage as best as I can. I mean, if you look at it from a standpoint like this, I don't even have a, a driving car yeah. yet. By being well-spoken and fighting the urge to respond to people like a jerk-off and 
always being polite, um, answering questions as best you can. Uh, and by posting, you know, parts, pictures, I can get sponsors. Yeah. I mean, how can, how can you beat that? I don't even have a car. <laughs> you know, if I went to my basement, I showed you a car. It's five years worth of collecting parts. I mean, you know, from the, for the average guy to spend $80,000 on a Honda Civic, it's now don't get me wrong. There's guys that have, the, you know, the 60 and they can go to the store and drop 60 and it's nothing to them. And that's cool. Power to you. I'm not hating on that at all, you know, but for the rand, for the average guy that has adulting to do, dropping 60 grand isn't going to happen. So we got to face the thing that we're going to have to piece this together over the course of four or five years. Now, in my opinion, you can't do it quicker than that. I mean, today everybody wants to rush, rush, rush. I feel like that's the, you know, the vibe is as fast as you can. But with something like this, it, it needs to be planned out. Um, and you need to do things that make sense and, yeah. and avoid spending money twice is another critical thing, which is like a lot of a lot of people make that critical mistake. And, uh, you know, so my car is five years and I made a promise to myself it was going to be the best. You know, now I started building cars at 16. I'm 37 now. I feel like I have the knowledge and, and you know, the metalworking skills to build just a monster. Yeah. So, you know, I said I'm going to build the best car that I can and, and, and that's it. But, you know, when you buy the house and you get the dog and, you know, all that other stuff, yeah. you, you can't do it all at once. So, you know, it is what it is. But you know, what I'm really looking forward to is the fun part because, like, now, like, if you guys saw that RSX that I did the other day – you know, that's a beautiful car. And I got to, you know, it's good for me because I like to do about four or five cars a year. That's what I like to say. I like to be a boutique. You know, it is what it is. I'm not looking to get a car here every every week. You yeah. know what I mean? That's not what I, I don't need it. I got a great job. You know, I'm in the union. Um, I don't I don't need it, you know, but I, it it was great working on just getting my hands because it's at the point where you get to put parts on a car, which is the fun part. You know what I mean? Versus going without saving and seeing parts in your basement sucks yeah you know yeah cool you got it down there but so what the fun part is taking part a and putting it on the car you know what i mean and that and that's the part that i'm looking most forward to is when i actually get to start to utilize all these parts and put them together and build something because you know i really think that it's going to be something special this this one yeah do you feel like you get the uh the same enjoyment from seeing your parts installed on other people's cars oh dude that's a great question you know what i i love it when, when now i when i first started out i had that attitude where i don't need the money i do it because i like it yeah which i think helps you the creative um, aspect of it. I like low numbers and unique stuff in one off. Like that's why I started really with the dead pedal. Nobody was making really like a dead pedal like that. Um, you know, there were some sheet metal ones that were put in a break and yeah. you know, yeah, that's cool. But you know, that's not, you know, how, how mine was. And, uh, it, when I, when some of these people would hit me up and I'd see the stuffed animal in the bike rack and you don't yeah. even like ride a bike. And, you know, there's like 12 stuffed animals in the car. And, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. That's cool if that's what you're into. I'm not hating on that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm not going to build you nothing. Yeah. You know, 
not going to have no part from me on that car. You know, I don't care if you're going to give me four times what I want the money for. It's not happening. Gotcha. So you know, when they'd hit me up, I'd be like, you know, let me see what, what you're working with. They send me pictures of the car. And, you know, that's actually cool, too, because maybe I didn't know about this car. And it ends up like uh, like Jeff, uh, Jeff's car, uh, um, that the blue EM1. What a cool car. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I didn't know Jeff, and he reached out to me, and we're buddies now. Um, and uh, I love having, you know, one-off parts on some of these cars that are just badass. And, you know, sometimes when I come across cars that I've never seen before, maybe that don't get the recognition that they deserve uh, on the Internet, uh, it's really cool because you get to see what more people are doing. Because now that, you know, the forums are dead and, uh, you know, Shows really aren't going at like they were, especially now, like twenty twenty. That's like a, that's like a garbage fire of a year. Yeah, I just want to just throw this whole year away. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty much. I've already. I'm looking to twenty twenty one. This this year's just finished. In really, bro. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm even like. It's just, I like that shirt with the picture of the dumpster on fire and it says twenty twenty on the front yeah. of it. Like that, that's how I look at it this year, man. It's, that's my my shirt right here is the the Rona World Tour, and it has yeah. all the dates on the back that we were supposed to be at, and we haven't made any of them at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I I like when things get mixed up, though, man. You know, because like I was saying about you know we go to the H days, and it's you know where you're gonna be at in August. It's been like that for me uh, for the last ten years. My life has pretty much been scheduled out. Uh, you know, SEMA November. This our meet this time or whatever. Let me ask you this: When you do that, like, what do you 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 can write all that off because it's for your business, right? Yeah. So that's that's pretty that's pretty valuable in itself, right? Yeah, but you know, after you get past everything, after you get past like writing it off, making money, all that, like, it's still at the end of the day, everything comes down to time. You know, you have to physically give your time to all of these obligations and whether you have fun or you don't whether it's stressful or not you know like you have to be there and it was an, it was nice to take this year off at least this first half of it to right. to see all this craziness going on for once it's i see it as exciting you know i like i i like change and i embrace change and i like when things just get mixed up because then you get to see where people's heads are you know, you right. see how this person reacts. You see how this company reacts. You see this company that you thought, oh, man, they had it all together. And now they're struggling because they've been closed down for two weeks. You know, so it I like yeah. it, it to be put into that pressure. It kind of makes me feel like, OK, now I'm ready for anything. Basically, how I feel about being a business owner and, and a hustler entrepreneur is your best skill is being able to fix problems. That's it. Any and all day, all I'm doing is just fixing problems. Whether it's a problem where something broke, something didn't get shipped, or it's a problem as these orders came in, we got to get them out. You know, I'm just fixing problems all day, and this year's just helped me like sharpen sharpen the steel from fixing problems because you don't know what the hell is happening next week. Like all of us listening, we don't know what life is going to be like next week. And now let me ask you this. You're solving these problems a hundred percent on your own. Like how much do you rely on like an employee to handle any of that or not at all? You do all the shipping issues. Like, cause I've been noticing shipping issues are, Oh my God, 
shipping issues or a mother and it takes a lot of my time away. Yeah. And my wife got, I love her to death, but you know, I kind of do this completely by myself. There's not much that she could even do as far as helping me with that. And it, but it, the shipping stuff does become, you know, an issue, you know, how, yeah. how do you deal with that? It's, well, well, you, you have help. I have, I have help, but those, the guys, they, um, they take care of just packing the orders and getting it done. So basically go to the computer. We got an order from Travis, which we just did the other day. Okay. Yep. This is what he needs. We'll build it, pack it, and then that's ready to go. But that's just keeping the machine going. When you right. get the emails in, when you get the calls, the texts, um, all of that is handled by me myself. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm used to it already. So I know what I need to do. And I don't really feel like it's much of an obligation because I, I, I've had this question so many times before this person's asking me. So I just got to do it real quick. So I see the emails as just task that I need to take care of. As soon as I knock this out, then I can move to something else. And then you just compartmentalize, you know, but with that, it helps adding more stuff to your plate all the time. So you're used to having a lot of stuff on your plate. So when you don't have a lot on your plate, you feel comfortable when somebody else would not be comfortable with the things that you have to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, is there a point where you turn this off? Like during the day or this is going all day long for you, like even at two in the morning? Um, I, I want to say it's always going, but it's not it's not pressure. You know, I've I've found out how to manage everything better than I have been in the last, uh, you know, last five years. I've just been able to figure out how to manage everything. So even when I'm checking DMs, emails, texts, all that kind of stuff, I, I have so much free time throughout the day when I wouldn't think that I would have free time. So when we're hanging out at home, my wife's making dinner and we're watching a show and she's hearing it because she's cooking dinner, I'm checking messages, answering, watching the show at the same time. And it's just, you know, multitasking. Right. Yeah. I found like, uh, I almost feel obligated after because it's not like a couple dollars, like, you know, like 40, 50 bucks. You're handing me two G's. Yeah. With the dip and whatnot. So I feel like I'm obligated to, it's almost like, man, like normal, like me personally. And, and mind you, I'm not complaining because, yeah. you know, but me personally, I would never, if you knew that this was going to a cell phone, I'm going to wait until the next day, you know, to hit yeah. you up at it. But some people will hit you up at three in the morning. And uh, I almost feel obligated to like uh, respond, even though I think that's not normal, maybe. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of my transactions occur from like midnight till 3.30 in the morning. And mind you, I'm up at five to go to, you know, yeah. Merck Pharmaceutical to go. You know, luckily I'm I, I, I'm the boss there, well, a boss there, so it's not as bad as it used to be. It used to be like me in the hole versus yeah. now I tell somebody else to get in the hole, you know. So, you know, that, that, that aspect's gotten better. But that's just, I guess, with maturing with life, you know, you show these people that you can handle the 25 things that they want to throw at you, plus do the paperwork and, you know. Other people too in the trade make it super easy to shine. Yeah, if that, if that <laughs> yeah, I know like, exactly. If you could what just you mean. be a human and give sixty-five percent, 
even them, you're a superstar. You know what I mean, dude? It's like, wow, you know, this guy can answer the phone and do paperwork and tell somebody to go dig. We're in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, one recommendation I would have for you, so th that number goes directly to your cell phone. So you're giving out your cell phone number, right? Yep. Okay, so you want to look up Google Voice. Have you heard of that before? No. Okay, Google Voice. You can sign up for Google Voice. It's free, and you can get a phone number. You can get a phone number with any area code, right? So that's that's going to be Trust Fab's number. You put that okay. on your Instagram, everything. They could text that number. They can call it. But on your end, when you answer the phone, it's going to say call from, and then that person has to say their name, Frank. To answer, press one. To send a voicemail, press two. So you answer it. It says call from, and if you have time, answer it. If you don't, let it go to voicemail. Call them back. You know, I on my on my voicemail, I say, hey guys, uh, you know, you could leave us, a, shoot us a text if you want, because I'd rather text all day, dude. And uh, it's I've been using that for years now, and pretty much people know that like if you have a question, you could just text Downstar, and they'll send you a link or what have you. Right, right. And that's pretty much any hour of the day. And you have the option then to either answer it or not. Right. Yeah, that is pretty cool. That is pretty dope. Because you don't know at three in the morning if it's your friend stranded or somebody calling about their order that they just placed. Right, right, right. So yeah. that helps out a lot. But I feel what you mean, dude. Like some, I still get messages. Like I got a message to, today that, uh, you know, I'm checking my DMs on Downsar. I got a DM yesterday about like 4.30 in the afternoon and then uh, later on the night, I get question marks. And then this morning when I check, it's a message saying, like, why why don't you answer my messages? And I'm like, look, bro, I have to answer messages from Downstar, from my personal one, emails, calls, texts. Like, I'm sorry I didn't answer it in the time that you thought was appropriate, bro. But right. I'll try better. And once you tell people like that, then they realize, like, oh, shit, this isn't TrustFab, the, the huge corporation. This is fucking Travis working in his garage and sleeping because he has to work at 5 in the morning. You know, so you right. have to give him that human element sometimes. Right, yeah. yeah. I don't know about it. That's like a pet peeve of mine with the question marks. And <laughs> it's been, like, you know, it's been like a half hour. Yeah. You know, so and then you're hit, you ask the question and then you're hitting me with the six question marks. It's almost like calling somebody buddy. Yeah. Like, if you, bro, let me tell you something, dude. If, if I don't know you and you call me buddy, that's the same thing as saying, hey, Travis, fuck you, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> buddy, pal, guy. Oh, guy. Don't even get me started on guy. You call me guy. Oof. That's, that, that's bad for business right there. What about bro? Is that cool? I could do. I could deal with bro. Okay, you know, cool. Cause I, 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 overly use that word, but <laughs> me too. guy, buddy, and oh man, those set me off. And 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 the question marks too. Those get me in my. Feelings, How about pal? I, yeah, and pal. But you know, I. Oh, it's almost like I want to have a ghost account sometimes because yeah. like I want to say some shit and I can't, and I just gotta stuff it down and be like, you know what? Shut up. You yeah. know, shut up, Travis. Because you know what else I find a lot too, Frank, dude. That's that's super annoying. Is like. If I don't know something, and this is like a lesson that people should really like um, heed to. If you don't know anything, don't be afraid not to put your two cents in. Like somebody said something the other day and they and, and asked a question and, and they responded with an answer. And they were a matter of fact about this answer. Like mm -hmm. it was – and they were completely wrong. They had no idea what they were even talking about. Yeah. But it, the way they answered the question was like, oh, it's this and it's that and it's from this. And I'm looking at the thing and I'm like, nope, nope, and nope. It's not from that at all. 
it's from this and this is why and and this is the reason and and uh i backed that up with a bunch of great information and they ended up deleting the comment because i guess they felt stupid but i yeah. wasn't like a total dick about it but here's my point with that it's like if you don't know something or if it's a maybe or you're unsure don't even answer man like i i posted a question the other day like i needed to know an answer i think about all uh, the o-rings for fuel injector like my boy sonic sent me some fuel um injectors and I, uh i wasn't sure about what o-ring went into the manifold because with the skunk 2 ultra it almost is like you could fit two in there gotcha. for what i had and um so i needed to know an answer and you should have seen my dms with like just guesses and whatnot and, yeah. and it's like well, i can guess you know <laughs> If you had this done and it's on your car, please respond, you know, if you're a hundred percent and and I got like thirty, well it could be. Yeah. Well maybe. And I'm like, yo, dude, I don't need to know that. Sa you know, save that, bro. Like <laughs> come on. Yeah, I've, I go through that a lot with Facebook. You know, uh, I use Facebook mostly for like um, you know, to get ideas. I'll throw I'll throw an idea out there to gauge like where everybody's consciousness is at. And it'll plainly say in in the the post what I'm asking for, what I'm looking for. You know, um, one of the things was just everything that's going on right now. It was basically a, a, a yes or no kind of question. And everybody was just writing paragraphs. And I actually said, like, please, no paragraphs, just a yes or no. And they're writing paragraphs. And then it just got me to think, like, this has nothing to do with me. This has nothing to do with them wanting to help me answer the question. This all has to do with ego. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, yeah. And yeah, you're right. That's oh. what I've come to. You know, even what you're saying right now, that's ego. Oh, I know. Travis, you don't know this. I know this. You yeah. know, and it's just. The e ego itself has done me so much disservice throughout my life. And I've only been realizing that in the last, you know, three to five years that I've been noticing what ego has really done to me, what it actually, um, what it actually shows people who have been through that route before. And ego is the biggest weakness that you can have. And the bigger your ego is, the weaker that you look to somebody who's been through those those uh, those times before and that they've realized what that does, you know, like ego doesn't do anything but hold you back. And it makes you look like an ass, just like a lot of those those things that you're talking about. Right. You know what? Uh, what what comes across? It hits my head every time I, I, I like I catch myself. And it's that shirt that says before you criticize somebody, you should probably realize that you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that always goes through my head before I, you know, respond. But, um, you know, I, I just I like to talk, if you, I like to talk car stuff, you know yeah. what I mean? If you're, if you're a decent dude and you've got some experience and not to say that I don't like to talk to somebody that doesn't know anything, even though I kind of try to shy away from those people just because and there's nothing wrong with those people at all. It's just I like to be around people that know more than me so that I can know more. Yeah. I, I want to be with people who have way more money than me. So maybe I can get some of that bread and I don't need you to, you know, give me no bread. I, I don't even need you to really like show me how I just want to <clears throat> absorb yep. some of what you got going on because obviously you, you're doing things that I'm not. 
And so I don't really, you know, have so much time as to be with somebody that's not um, experienced. I'd like, it's like wheeling and motorcycles. I remember I used to ride bikes and, you know, there was a point I'd be trying to wheelie and I just, it was going nowhere. There were like little like, you know, like whack, you know, like uh, nine o'clock wheelies and shit. Gotcha. And, uh, so I started to ride with some dudes that were good. And the next thing you know, I was like damn near halfway down the shore on one wheel switching oh, lanes. Wow. You know what I mean? Like. And just from riding with people that were better, you know, it's the same thing with skateboarding. You know, you ride, you skate with people that are better. You start doing some shit that you maybe weren't even willing to try prior. You know what I mean? It also gets you hurt, yeah. you know, so you got to, it's a double edged sword, but you know, I like to be with people that are, um, um, better, but you know, on the same, on the, on, on the flip side of that, I don't want to be a hypocrite too. Cause I kind of keep to myself, dude. Um, I don't, I don't know. A lot of people from my high school died and whatnot. And, uh, you know, uh, just a lot of losers and shit. So like, and then the ones that did good moved away. So I kind of keep it to myself. Um, me and my wife and, uh, you know, sometimes I meet cool people, but I can count on my, on my one hand, the amount of people that I, you know, consider friends, Yeah. you know, like real friends. And, uh, you know, I keep them close, which I think is good. You know, I don't need to have 150, you know, uh, friends, you know, yeah. that's just, but I think that that's really a, a good sign of somebody's character who just keeps, keeps to themselves, has a small circle and, you know, isn't friends with everybody, you know, friends versus acquaintances is a totally different story, you know, and the older that you get, the more experiences that you have, you obviously go through a lot more shit and you just realize, damn, like nobody really cares about you besides this handful of people. You know, if something happened to you today, if it's not posted online, if you don't go online and say, hey, guys, you know, I got an accident, I broke my leg or what have you. How many people are really going to know? Right. Not how many people are really going to care? Not that many. So it, it really shows me that like you've been somewhere you've you've been around you've you know what you want in a person you know what you want in a conversation you know what you want when you spend time with somebody and that's not having to to gain something from them not to get something not but it's more about my time is valuable so if i'm sharing this time with you we're going to build something. We're going to leave this interaction having a great time, whether we're talking about old stories, whether we're talking about cars or whatever it was, we're going to have a good time because we're not talking about bullshit because that part of my life is done. I'm done talking about bullshit, done wasting time on nonsense that doesn't make anything progress, you know? Right, right, At least that's right. how I feel about it. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Uh, it's just, you know, there's so many distractions. It's, it's just important to, you know, find a goal, stick yeah. to it, and, uh, you know, progress forward from there. It's just, you can end up going so many ways. And I noticed that, like, uh, I've got, you know, this is off topic. You know, we've kind of been going everywhere, which is cool love about it. our yeah. conversations, you know what I mean? But, like, I know, like, it's almost like, uh, like when I was growing up, I was good at everything, but I wasn't amazing at that one thing. So... I don't have kids and I'm not going to, but you know, I have a couple, you know, buddies that I know that have kids and I, you know, I, we, I spoke about this with them and I'm watching the kids and, and them and how they are. And, you know, instead of being great at everything, but not killer yeah. in that thing, I'm watching like my one buddy, 
steer his kid towards dirt bikes. And I mean, this kid's five years old and he's ripping wheelies and he, he's unbelievable. And, 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 you know, kind of, that's how like, I think it should be like the kid enjoys it. He's not getting forced to do it. And maybe he's going to be the next, uh, you know, Travis Pastrana, yeah. you know, and, and that's rad rather than having the kid be, you know, baseball, uh, you know, football, then we're going to golf, then we're going to go do piano. And yeah, then yeah, I, yeah. What's, it's probably, you know, and I don't have kids, so I don't want to speak like I know, but I'm sure it's important to have activities. But, man, you can almost breed them if you want. It's like Europe, dude. It's like, you know, you ever like uh, – See, I, I'm, I'm rather than drag racing, I'm more into like road racing, right? So mm -hmm. I have some time at, at road racing tracks and events. And you ever watch like, you know, and this is another funny thing is like, you know, man, wow, you go out there, you say you just built, you know, you're, you're in your car 70 G's and then you have like, and, and, and you're out there on track and you've got, you know, these kids with, you know, CRXs with seven different color body panels on them. And, uh, they, you know, they, they're 17 years old and they think they're going to be the next, you know, whoever. And like, oh, I'm going to be a professional race car driver. And it's like, dude, you know, that's the dude you got to watch out for. Cause that's the dude that's going to be in your quarter panel, bro. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I'm seeing on East coast things is like a lot of overly excited people. And you want to be like, dude, yeah, you're going to be a professional race car driver. You know, forget the guy in Europe who's had his kid in a shifter cart since he was two. Yeah. <laughs> Go, you know, and, and running MotoGPs and shit. But, you, you know, they don't want that kid. They're going to want you who got his license at 17 and has an 18 color CRX. Yeah, you're going to be the next pro race car driver. I'm like, yeah, I know. But, you know, that's that's how it was at the at, at some of these events. And, you know, man, I love doing it. But you buy that house and it just gets crazy because you figure, you know, it's 250 just to go. Yeah. And now, like. Me personally, I'm not gonna front and and try and tell you I'm a great driver. I'm whack, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? The car far exceeds like my capabilities, right? And and to furtherly press on that, like you know, when you first go, they'll line you when you go to get your license. They'll line you up like ten cars, and the instructors in the first car, and then you're not allowed to pass. So you do a couple laps with the instructor in your car, and then when you're done. You go to the end and the guy gets into the car that was behind you and he drives with them before you're going to get issued the license, you know, and you can pass. Gotcha. Uh, and this goes and, and the line just keep everybody. The guy that was in front goes to the end and that's how it goes. Well, the guy gets in my car and I had a nice car. You know what I mean? It, you know, I've, I, I always try and make them as nice as I can. Uh, so it was a nice car. It was like 550 horsepower, uh, pump gas and, uh, he gets in my car and man, this dude chopped like four seconds off my fastest lap. Oh shit! Never drove, never drove my car before. <laughs> like, made me look like a like a retard. And I'm like, wow, you know, it's because like they know they know the track, they know the apexes that they need to follow. Whereas my skills, I'm relying on that I had brand new tires, and you know, I'm all chopping at the wheel. And you know, a good driver, you'll get. You know, say like you'll get four events out of, you know, you run 15 minutes and you probably get like, I don't know, like six 15 minute runs in a day. Well, in six 15 minute runs, dude, I just killed a set of thousand dollar tires. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas these guys that know what they're doing, they'll get them tires to last like three events, you know, so 
being the guy with the house and, and, and other bills and adulting, you want to try to go to the track, you, it's 250 to go, $1,000 for tires. So now I'm at 1250 I haven't eaten. I haven't put no fuel in the car. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's been 1250 So it's an expensive – that's why I give these guys a lot of credit. I remember when uh, Ryan was building that orange Integra. Yeah. And it, dude, I just wanted to – you know, you want to reach out and strangle people. They're like, oh, well, you're not going to drive that car on track. Yeah, I'm like I'm not gonna drive that, and you just feel like, well, you know, imagine it was your eighty grand. Are you gonna go drive that on the track? You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, you you almost want it's super easy to be like a, a keyboard warrior and not put yourself in somebody else's you know position. Yeah, definitely. Whereas you could get on that track and anything could happen in amateur racing bro that 80 grand you could put it into a wall in the first four minutes and you're it, bro it's gone yeah done that's like something that goes through my head too because like i've always had a goal to get into that magazine d sport i've had like a love affair with d sport yeah for, for so long now and uh i've always wanted to get into that magazine and so i'm like all right i want to get my car into that magazine and then i want to use it a little bit for promotion mm -hmm. for trust fab i think that'll be valuable and you know then i want to take the car to the track but then there's the travis that's like wow you know 16 year old crx guy is gonna put that crx into my quarter panel and this whole thing can be taken away six years going on now of yeah. shaking and going without in an instant gone like, um, that's something that was really cool that I just noticed is, uh, one of them dudes that got some arrow recently from Cody, uh, from love fab. I can't re I think it's like called infinity arrow or something like that. It was a beautiful car. It had a, I guess Cody made a, a front lip for it and it was a road race car. And, uh, I guess he put the car into the wall. Mm. Something happened so, or somebody hit him and he ended up in the wall and the community and, and talk about like the correct usage mm -hmm. of a GoFundMe. Uh, because like it drives me nuts when I see GoFundMe's for like buy my like engine. Yeah. You know, that's just nuts to me. I, I, I can't even imagine. That's like everything that's wrong with the world, in my opinion, um, in one post with help me GoFundMe my engine. <laughs> Bro, come on, dude. Like get real. But uh, so he put the car, something happened to the car. They raised like 15 or 20 grand to nice. help rebuild this car that was taken away in an instant, which I think is, you know, just humbling and totally rad. You know, when I see stuff yeah. like that, I, it, it, I, you know, I get stoked to be involved in the uh, motorsport stuff. You know what I mean? Definitely. You know, so. <clears throat> yeah, man, it's, uh, you, t you touched on a lot of subjects, you know, um, keyboard warriors they're always going to be there but you know when when you deal with these people so many times and then you um you meet them in person you know for the last you're really 10 good at, you're really good at handling them man yeah you almost with kindness oh yeah you know? definitely and I, i've learned because i've done it the other way and uh, a lot of the time i came up on top but i still felt like shit because i felt like a bully you know, and I was bullied when I was younger and I don't want to be a bully to somebody who just because I don't know if they're having a bad day, but they want to say something dickish to me. So I take everybody that I can to attack them, make them feel like shit. And then now everybody's laughing and having a good time. But 
who knows how that dude feels. He feels like shit. And then now maybe his girlfriend that they had plans, they're going to have a bad night. And if he has kids, it's going to go to them, you know? So with me, I don't like making people feel bad. So if there's something that really needs to get addressed, we're going to address it in person. And then when we address it in person and I see that it's like, oh, what's up, man? Like, okay, I'm giving my attention to these people who are just clowns online and they don't have anything else to do. And now that's my fault, you know? So now the best I could do is like someone was saying some shit yesterday. I was like, oh, that's crazy. And that's it. And I'll just leave it. And then somebody else will, will like kind of go at his comment and break it down how I would want to break it down. But it's like, I don't need to do that for what? So then they could screenshot it and like, wow, look at how professional this guy is. Yeah, like, you know, it, it goes, it goes that way. They baited you and set you up on that. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. And I, I've seen so many pussies do that, dude. And I'm just like, bro, I don't even want to ever talk to you. If you ever see me at the track, just don't see me because I'm going to not see you. We're just going to walk by each other and that's it. You don't exist in my life because the way that you handle stuff is like a child, dude. And like, I, I got to move past that. Like I said, you only have a certain amount of time during the day. And I'd rather yeah. focus that on answering emails or texts or messages or what have you, rather than have this exchange with somebody who, even if it ends right, right then, they're still going to go home and be salty about it. And then you'll see something later, something right. salty later. I'm like, what the fuck? I thought we, I thought we were, whatever. It was done. I thought it was yeah. done. It's not, dude. So yeah. it's just, it's, you have to learn how to be able to, to handle it in, in a way that's diffusing to them because all they want is is to get a rise out of you that's yeah. all they're asking is to get a rise out of you yeah. and if they don't get that rise they're just like a child that's just like tugging at your shirt tugging if you ignore them they're just gonna walk away and that's yeah. how i see it nowadays Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be back in one minute. Hilto Automotive has been a supporter of Downtime with Downstar for quite some time now, and we know that they're in your corner, that they got your back, whether you're under a car or you just need some help. No matter your race, creed, engine platform preference, that motto stands true. Accord, Civic, S2000, any Honda, any customer, anywhere in the world with equal respectful treatment for all. We at Downtime with Downstar share these values. And as a special gift to Downtime listeners, they are giving you guys a special deal. Using the Let's Deal function at the top of HeeltoeAuto.com, you'll find an option to request a special quote. Submit a special quote using the key phrase, I'm down with Downstar. Once again, the key phrase is, I'm down with Downstar for a special deal on whatever you're shopping for. And of course, if you need any help, Marcus from Heeltoe is available by call, text, email to help out. Heeltoe wishes you guys a happy, healthy, and safe 2020. So I know a lot of you guys are questioning, what is this whole cult thing that's going on? Well, we at Downstar are starting our own cult. What is it? Are you gonna have to drink punch? Are we gonna sleep with your wives? No, none of that yet. But what it is, is a direct number to us, meaning me, Frank Downstar, I'm the one that's answering the text. So please, right now, text us, 818-403-3473. You're just gonna have to follow a couple simple steps, get added to your contacts, and uh, text us, you know? Let us know what you're thinking of the episode so far, if you guys have any questions, anything like that, anything, even wanna talk about life, man, just shoot us a text. We're here to help you guys out, and we're here to have some fun, man, and uh, that's what the cult's about. So come join the cult, 
818-403-3473 no charges i'm not gonna be selling your info no bullshit like that guys just straight up fun so make sure you guys shoot us a text right now 818-403-3473 and uh enjoy the rest of the episode have a good day yo what's going on with um what do you got a chevelle right uh yeah i have a, a chevelle 69 chevelle i um i got I it running uh six ago i saw you had something planned for that yeah and uh, i don't know I just, I, I just get bored after a while it's been under under the the sheet for a minute now it's running fuel injected supercharged like it's ready to go stop doing for the fuel injection holly no we did the well i don't know who makes it but it's uh fuel tech i don't know if it's okay. by holly but it's a fuel tech one Right, right, right. Cool. So cool. I did that because I didn't want to get rid of the uh, the supercharger. I've had that supercharger forever. I've always loved the root style, but if I was to do it again, I wouldn't even go with a small block. I would go with like a LS. You know, I would go with the LS, go fuel full fuel injected, and then do like uh, shit, maybe even like a turbo kit on it. Right. But right. you know, so after after time, you're you're. Uh, your mind starts changing on the things that you want to do the way that you want to go. And so yeah. that's a dangerous point too. It's like, um, sometimes I find myself, you know, cause I'm all over the place with where my spending's at one day, you know, I'm looking to buy, you know, some air max ones from Oh three that yeah. are just ruthless money. And then, you know, you do it and it's like, wow, that was an epic mistake. Yeah. The next day it's like, wow, you know what I mean? Like, let me get into this car and, you know, it's funny because the last couple of times I was ready to, to like, you know, I'm at the point now where everything's like four grand, you know what I mean? There's no more like fun <laughs> stuff to buy. It's over, you know, everything's four or five grand. It's like at a, at a time. Yeah. And sometimes you need two of those four or $5,000 <laughs> things even to like have them work together. So it's kind of like depressing, but you know, as the money goes up, I start to look at it and it's like, wow, do I even want to spend that money now? It's exactly. like, harder. you know, I've, I've done all this work specifically to, to, to buy this shit. And now that I have the loot, it's like, damn, I don't, you know, I don't want to spend that money now. Yeah. So it's almost counterintuitive, but you know, there's a company that I, I just, that I'm about it with and they're in Europe, uh, -huh. uh they make uh, some of the raddest uh, windows that I've ever seen. They're slider kits, like because again, like I'm going for a road racing car. Think like something you'd see like uh, on 24 Hours of Le Mans type shit, but a okay. Civic. And um, so, wow, they make these badass sliders for the Lexon windows, and they're just you know the quality is noticeably different. So anyway, long story short, it was like two grand for the windows and shit. So I hit him up. I'm like, hey, I'm ready to make a move on these windows. Uh, you know, what? how do we move forward? And they're like, uh, we're closed for four months for coronavirus. Uh. And I'm like, all right, all right, cool. So I move on to the next thing. I'm like, all right, you know, because when I'm building, I like to stay, um, I like to focus on one area because everything's so expensive. It's like, all right. Let me knock out everything fuel related right now yeah. before I buy anything else. I, you know, I need eight injectors. I need the lines. I need all the fittings. I need the intake manifold, the fuel rails, the, the, the pressure regulator. Uh, what am I going to do for pumps? And I'll check the rule book. What do I need? Oh, you know, shit. I need the FIA sticker. Do I need, you know, I want to run E85. I can't have a bladder. 
uh, or the foam is not going to work in my case. So, but, so I, I'm like, all right, let me uh, get this fuel tank. So I was checking radium and because uh, I need to carry some fuel. I want 22 gallons. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to end up putting it where the, uh, you know, so imagine rear-wheel drive and you want to hold some fuel. Really, your only option is like how Hub City like wants to do it where uh, you have – uh, one tank on one side of the drive uh, shaft and another tank on the other side of gotcha. the drive. So it's actually two. And when you fill it, you use OEM location. And there's actually, and this is why I don't like, and I don't know if this is how they do it, but in my head, this is how it would be. So you fill one tank and then there's going to be a pump in there that fills the other tank gotcha. from that first tank. Now that's starting to get super complex. I don't want to do that. And I'm still not getting 22 gallons if I went that route. So I'm just going to go where the spare tire is and yeah. you're allowed to build the cage, weld it to the car and put that 22 gallon cell in there. And all you need now, according to the rule book is a firewall. So where the back seat would be on an EM one, you, you know, and I bought the bead roller cause I, I, I planned, you know, to do, <clears throat> and that, this is what sucks. I laid out the cage thinking that I was going to put the plastics back in the car and uh, I am ended up not going with plastics back in the car. Uh, I'm going to make bead-rolled, you know, metal panels. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to end up going that route. The problem was I already had made some bends, and mm. the plastics stick out like three, four inches wider on each side. So now if you're going to sheet metal, the cage is now – you know, way smaller than what it should be. You want to go as tight as you can to the out of the car so you can weld gusset plates to it. So now all that pre-bent, you know, metal is no good. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, yeah, you know, uh, let me check radium and they're, they're there. So I'm like, I'm planning out the system and then, you know, it gets to the point when you're about to pay and it's like out of stock, back order, no ETA. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, all right, so that's not happening. So, you know, and then something else, I lined something else up that I was ready to buy. And again, coronavirus, you know, yeah. not open, you know, and, and now it's to, to the point where that, that mask is just annoying me. Like I'll end up parking the car, walking like, you know, a, a city block to the store and then realize I don't have that mask and have to turn back around mid temper tantrum talking to myself, <laughs> the car, like, God damn it, you goddamn mask, you know? And then and then you get the people that want to start, you know, not wearing the mask and, and they're just looking for confrontation. I can't tell you how many people out here will like go in a store, load up a cart and then go to pay and be denied service and then throw like meanwhile, they walked in the store and I listen, I don't agree with the masks. I think it's stupid, but I have to respect maybe that you do believe in it. Mm. So. I'll wear mine just to, you know, not to give you a reason to have a problem. Well, these people go in there, no mask, and they get denied service, and then they freak out. Yeah. And the first thing that they do is looking for the phone, you know, to video the conference. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, just put the mask on, bro, and keep it moving. Like, I got places to be. I don't need to be behind <laughs> you. You want to have your, like, thing for the gram. You know, you know, yeah. you're just stuck for the gram, dude. You know what I mean? Like, put the mask on. So I don't know. That's kind of a bummer. How is it by you with that? Um, I mean, some places you have to wear it. If you don't have to wear it, I'm not wearing it. Uh, the only time I'll wear a mask is when I have to. Like, like you have to wear it to go into this store. 
Uh, we're going to go check out a house later on today and you're going to have to ma wear the mask. But, you know, um, speaking of the coronavirus stuff, I've been doing as much research as possible on it since February, since it was popping in China, when in China it was barely, you know, people were dying on the streets and everybody's wondering what's going on. I was following it since then. So at the point that I'm at right now, all the things that I've seen, everything changing, I'm I'm over it. And if I get it, I get it. You know, I'm so be it, whatever's going to happen, but I'm going to live my life how I'm going to live my life. And this is me talking. Anybody listening, you guys can handle it however you want, whatever you think. And I'm not trying to make anybody think anything differently, you know, but I'm really strong about about my rights and people infringing on my rights and basically how I live life is let me live my life don't don't interrupt me and I won't interrupt you and that's how I love it and they were so quick to give up those rights so, so quick dude and that that really hurt me so much but then again it's just making me understand how where people's uh mentalities are what information are they spewing on their social medias? And then I get to see this person, this business, this company, what have you. And then it gets me to think a little differently about them. Well, you're saying something that I've already done research on that is not proven. So you're spouting stuff that either you know it's not true or you didn't do any due diligence besides the clickbait uh, title. You know, and you're talking about what's wrong with uh, society. That's what's wrong with society, in my point of view, is people not taking the time to look into things deeper. And we wouldn't have so many uh, prejudices that go on, you know, not even with race, but with, with people in power, um, celebrities and things like that. If you dug deeper, you know, it's not about Republican or Democrat. It's about children that are being trafficked and that's all i'm gonna say and that's on both sides and that's a deeper darker story that nobody wants to tackle and i don't think that people even realize that that shit's going on but there's a that and that's why i don't really mind the change that's going on because i feel the way that we've been living as a society needs to get fucking mixed up man and and yeah. it's, this shit needs to come to light for sure Dude, you're right. Things are uh, on a on a downward spiral for sure, which is a bummer. You know, um, what I was thinking of on the interesting side, as as far as that is concerned, I'm like, uh, you know, a lot of corporations probably previously were hesitant to allow people to work from home, but you know, they basically got a free forced upon them, you know, trial a test. Yeah. You better believe that somebody was there to see what product productivity looked like and. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of places where you're going to see retail um, office space just being ghostly vacant buildings. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, if I own the company, let's let's be realistic about it. I mean, see, it's funny because my wife used to work from home three times a week. But then when everybody got forced to, they have some, like, thing in the uh, – and I don't know. You don't have a say in the matter or not. It's like every X amount of minutes, if there's no activity on your keyboard, it takes a picture. And if you're not there – in front of the computer at your house, it happens X amount of times, it'll send an email to HR. Oh, shit. Yeah, bro. So um, basically, like, if I own that company, and I was like, man, it's costing me 50000 in electric. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. 50000 for internet and insurance and all this shit, and then not to mention uh, the rent for the building. You know, some of those office buildings, it's like, you know, hundred grand a month. Mm -hmm. So, like... 
and my productivity is the same, why with them working from home, why why am I going to rent this building? Yeah. You know? So I think that 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 may end up being a, a a a cool thing. Another bummer that I was bummed about was how quick that the toll collectors. I mean, I don't know what it's like out there by you, but there's not that many jobs out here where you could be a dummy yeah. and make eighty grand. Gotcha. You know what I mean? They kind of put a beating on like garbage men out here. That used to be a decent job where you can make eighty, ninety, a hundred grand and be a dummy. Um, so how quick that they ended up staying home? Yeah. I mean. You'd never get me out of that toll booth because you know what happens is they do toll by mail. And then they start with the bullshit where, oh, well, we don't need you guys. We'll just toll by mail it. And, you know, it was kind of retarded because I'm, I'm getting toll by mail where they sent a letter to my house looking for 25 cents. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? You, it costs you more. 30, you know, what is it? 37 cents? To send a, it, You just lost money. Plus, you have to pay for the credit card transaction. Yeah. It just cost you a dollar to get a quarter out of me. Yeah. So, you know, because I'm one of them anti-easy pass people. I've never had an easy pass in my life. I refuse to uh, <laughs> subject to easy pass. You know what I mean, when I used to ride bikes and even when I had my cars and I didn't want to incriminate myself, but I was a, I was a big fan of the plate flipper. Oh, shit. Plate. That plate flipper was ill. Oh, <laughs> no way. You get down with the grimy, grimy with the plate flipper, dude. Yeah, right before you, you had a solenoid, and basically, right before you get to the toll, you hit the button and bink, it would just flip to. A, I mean, I know some people that would have another plate, but that's when you get into trouble. But if you just have nothing, it's black, and you hit the button, and it quick. And I'm not talking about like no whack, you know, turning like this slow type shit. Mine used to like whack just to black. So, you know, when you're going through that toll, you know, say it was $8. Oh. $16 toll, you hit that button, boom, it flips up. You're golden, dude, you know what I mean? That reminds me of uh, Harold and Kumar. You ever see that movie? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think, but I don't remember. Like, they, uh, they run the toll and one of the dudes gets so, uh, so, so upset about it and throws out the weed because they don't want the cops to come. <laughs> but it was in, it was probably by you, I don't know, Cherry Hill. Uh, yeah, that's four minutes from me. <laughs> you know what's funny, man? I notice when you watch these movies, there's always a New Jersey plate, or the movie's always in New Jersey. You know what I mean? What's it's funny, funny, dude, is uh, on on my door right here is my favorite movie ever, and it's a uh, Garden State. You ever seen that movie? Isn't that the movie with uh, the, what's the chick in that movie? Um, what's her name? Uh, Natalie Portman and uh, Zach Braff. Yep. From yep. Scrubs, I think it was. He was yep. on Scrubs, but yeah, that's my favorite movie. And before I even went to Jersey, it was my favorite movie. And now when I watch it, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty Jersey-ish. <laughs> the first, do you remember back the first time you went you went out here? Like, was it was that the dopest one for you? Um, it was 2012. Uh, I went with um, some buddies from uh, West Virginia, and okay. uh, and West Virginia and uh, Baltimore. So I had two buddies um, out that way that I just knew from from forums, and it was funny that you say that that you said that I could stay at your pad. Um, I probably had something else going on because I would have done that because in 2010 I did it with these dudes. I just knew them from online, just forums, and I was like, "Hey, I'm coming out to H Day," and then they just messaged me, "Hey, you stay at my pad," and it was one of the greatest times, dude. And we stayed on uh, what is that no. 18 that highway? Yeah. Yeah, by the, the Hooters right there. Uh -huh. 
There's yeah. like a hotel right right by the Hooters, and uh, I think I got a rash from that hotel because I ended up coming home with a, a rash. There's probably bed bugs or some shit there. I don't know, but Yikes. it was a good time, man. It was a, a culture shock for sure. Yikes, dude. Yeah, how was how was the first time to Japan? Ah, fucking awesome, man. I, I, I recommend Japan to everybody, not just car people, to everybody. That's the best place that I've ever been besides really? California. Yeah. Wow. I love it, dude. And one of the reasons is that everybody leaves you alone. Nobody bothers you. Everybody is doing their own thing. So nobody's nobody's in your way. Nobody's bugging you. No one's asking you anything. You just go and just do your own thing. And that's it. And I, I just love that about Japan and everybody's so respectful. There's not trash everywhere. And it's just they have a very good uh, common de decency, which we do not have here. Because once you land in the U.S., you can tell that you're in the U.S. And, and it makes me feel like right. this is not the right place for me. Although I'll never leave the U.S., I'll probably never leave California. I really wish there were some things that we could adopt from the Japanese culture here because people they they just want to get in other people's business they're disrespectful for no reason and you're infringing on somebody else's life their freedom and their time and their day whatever they have going on you know yeah and it's a it's a great place man you should check it out one day you know i always thought that too like i was never gonna leave new jersey i loved it you know granted like i said i don't think i could have grown up in a better place there's just everything everything was here like cars like skateboarding and just anything that you want and like ugh, it was just great and like i don't know how it was for you but like going to my high school was like ugh, it was so rad dude everybody was friends it was just sick like there was no like you know we do our own like camping trips where like 300 people that we had a big uh no graduating Dude, we would do our own camping trips where like 300 people would come out. Wow. Like from our senior class. It was just bananas, dude. It was just sick. Yeah. It, it, the whole thing was a party basically. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, damn, man, maybe, I, you know, I should have done a little bit better with my studying and stuff. You know what I mean? You know, that gets back into that, you know, I'm never satisfied with what I have, you know, yeah. and already I need to be like, you know what, I'm doing pretty good. Um you know, but what can I do to get better? You know yeah, what let, I mean? let's tap into that, dude. So, um, so you say that you always want to, uh, keep progressing when you reach the level of, uh, success in whatever thing that you're doing, what's the automatic thought that comes right after that? Say you finish a build. What's the thought that comes right after that? That makes you feel like you're not settling like as far as it goes with like the rears and stuff i kind of like because that that really took off initially when i first started welding because i'd always been building cars always since 17 years old mm -hmm. i probably owned like 30 si hatchbacks no bullshit gotcha. i've had so many hondas you know and it was always let me build this one up and the crucial mistake and i don't know if it was a mistake in the long run of looking at things but it was always like all right i'm gonna do this and get rid of this to get to the next one yeah to get to the next one to get to the next one but maybe that next next one wasn't if i would have just focused on one, the one it could have you know but like you gotta live and learn like there, you know like let me get rid of this and some cash you end up with a lexus and then you know i don't like the lexus anymore and let me get back to this and yeah Oh, 
I finally was like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not getting rid of any more cars. So now if I buy a car, I'm keeping it for forever. That's my thing. So like I have a couple cars. I got, you know, I got a, I got a old 911. I got a S2000. I got the, the Civic and, you know, my beaters, uh, the S500 Benz mm-hmm. and, um, uh, so all them cars are going to stay and there's going to be an American car in the mix there too. So nice. welding was the next progression, right? Because it's so dope to be able to go out and just make something out of nothing. Or if I need something, it's almost invaluable to be able to, uh, do it without, you know, cause it's easy to see somebody that's a consumer and what they go through versus I can whip that up in my garage in two seconds and it'll be amazing, you know, like, so that was the aspect of welding and fabrication. Now, initially, and it it was weird because a lot of welders don't want to help other welders. They don't want other people to get into welding. They don't want, uh, other people, you know, cause they want to do it themselves. They feel like, you know, there's already enough and, you know, nobody wants to give anybody any tips or secrets or anything like that. So actually, Brad from AFI Turbo, mm-hmm. um, I went out to Arizona. I bought a couple turbo kits from him, um, and uh, you know, I started talking about welding. And you would think that he'd be like, "Nah, you know, it's hard. Or you don't want to do it, or blah blah blah." But he was like, you know, all for it. And he was, yeah, you got to get this. You should do this. You should do that. He's like, oh, uh, you know. So I basically had like a little in on what you know I should should do and what I shouldn't do. So I ended up starting to weld and I'd sit there and I would just, uh, I had access to a lot of scrap metal and I started just sitting there and ripping bottles and watching YouTube videos. And if I had a question, I'd call him and, you know, it kind of took off from there. So as far as like what's next, basically I'm kind of, so then the rear all wheel drive thing happened and that I'm kind of just sitting here like waiting for that bubble to pop almost, hmm. you know, I don't know when it will, but I feel it in a couple of my other buddies that I, that, you know, that make carrier bearings or that I, you know, that we work hand in hand with parts or yeah. whatever. We're all kind of just sitting back and waiting for it to pop. Like there's in reality, no reason why that Wago van rear should be $1,800 in 30 year old condition. You know what I mean? Previous to oval drive, it used to be a hundred dollar or a throwaway thing, yeah. you know? So, I'm waiting for that point when somebody's gonna come up with something that's based off of the Wago van, that's billet, that's affordable, that's not, you know, basically so that ever anybody could be all-wheel drive. Because gotcha. the way that I look at it now is you, you need 12, in my opinion. Yes, you can do it another way. Uh, in my, that's not something that I'm interested in doing. Uh, when I when I get into something, it's gonna be, you know, all the way, or I'm not gonna do it at all. Um, so it's like, uh, in my opinion, you need 12 G's hmm. and that's, that's on the low end. If you want to build an all wheel drive car and you don't have anything, uh, you need 12 grand. So like, you mean uh, anything from the, the motor back or everything, everything, if you want it in my, in my opinion, you need 12 G's. If you want to go from trans to the rear end, Got just you. between. Just between the kit that holds it in there, the the Wago van parts in OEM condition, rebuilding them so that you protect your investment, you know, because a lot of people overlook that fact is like, man, you know, these parts were for an 89 horsepower car 
and now you think that you're going to pump 850 horsepower <laughs> to it be okay? Uh, bro, that's, you know what I mean? That's not going to happen. And uh, what the, another thing that they don't realize is a lot of the stuff inside of there is irreplaceable. So if you chip a tooth on the high poid gear ring, take the whole thing, dude, and just chuck it because it's garbage. You can't yeah. get another one. You know what I mean? Um, and then the same thing with the discs. That's why it's cool that that dude uh, is, is, is uh, bringing a, a, a billet viscous coupler now. I, I always say, like, it, that part isn't under stress. It doesn't need to be billet. But in reality, how else would you make it nowadays? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. You don't have a – you're not going to cast forge it, you know. Yeah. So um, – What you was know, his Instagram? I think it's Wef Shit Up, something like that, W-E-F Shit Up. Okay. I, I, he's a nice kid. You know, I spoke to him a couple times. That was actually where that question uh, came up with uh, somebody not knowing something about something. Got they you, got you, got you. This colored disc, and he was like, oh, well, that's going to be from low fluid or something like that. And it was it completely wasn't. What happened was a sore clip came off from improper installation. That that viscous coupler is actually really, you know, a pain. Not not that it's super tough to put back together. It's just really tedious and the fluid smells horrible and it's super thick and it gets on everything. And there's an order that they need to go back together. And if you don't put it back in that order, the whole thing is finished. So somebody didn't put it back together right. The sir clip sifts on a shaft and uh it basically came off and once it comes off all hell breaks loose inside there and shit starts going on its own way and, and plates were getting damaged but he had said it was from lack of fluid and that's why it looked like that which definitely wasn't the case but anyway the kid was super appreciative that you know to find out what it was and you know i hadn't spoken with him prior and uh i looked at what he was offering and it looks like a nice product so that's a, another cool aspect is all the new stuff that Regular dudes, it's not like, you know, and, and, and man, I love K-Tune to death. And, and, you know, they're kind of a, a big company. Yeah. It's not like they're bringing – it's like little dude in his garage is bringing this to market. How rad is that? You know what I mean? That he had the balls to go to the CNC shop and have this made. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or he took the initiative or put the money out to have it done, you know, um, is, is, is pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the new parts that are coming out, but what I do like, and it's important to note, is that all these new parts that are coming out, they are um, based off of Waggle Van. So mm -hmm. all you guys that are CRV, this and that, listen, that uh, it's my opinion, but I, my opinion I think matters a little bit. I'm kind of OG here. That that CRV stuff is garbage, bro. Gotcha. Like the way that the plates operate. It's almost like uh, if you can imagine the CRV rear has the viscous coupler inside of it, but it, that's not to your advantage versus the Wago van. That viscous coupler is its own thing, and you can put an LSD in the Wago van one versus having the friction discs inside of the rear end itself. It makes it bigger, and now how are you going to you know, have a, a true – four-wheel drive car you're not you're gonna have a three-wheel drive car with a pin rear or you gotta buy some weirdo kit and put that in there and i you know gotcha. I'm, I'm doing it one way doing it the right way and 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 that in my opinion is the right way and i guess a lot of people subscribe to that um mentality as well because like i said if you're gonna do it do it right bro like i seen a picture the other day they're piecing together like oem spindles with you know parts from seven different cars can you imagine in a pinch trying to like yeah. explain 
auto parts car guy what you need. Like, I don't know, man. If you're going to spend the money, spend it right and do it once. The first company that comes out with a full plug and play kit where you could just spend 10 grand, you get the trans, the rear end, you get everything brand new. That's the company that we need. Yeah. And that's what's going to help this all wheel drive stuff keep going. But if. And that's definitely the future. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, this basically was like. It's always had a strong following, but this was its second, you know, kick in the ass, in my opinion. I mean, now they're just messing with cars they previously never had any business with. We're getting away from the bad image of the stuffed animals and the bike rack and the loud muffler and the car, you know, going 20 miles an hour, yeah. you know, screaming. Um, hopefully, we're going to start getting some W's and some respect, you know. Got you. Well, I mean... From the outside looking in, I feel like the Honda community has definitely been getting a lot of respect in the last, uh, I'd say, you know, five years, uh, say, come World Cup. You know, there's always yeah. there's always some heavy hitters, Hondas out there. Um, but definitely if this all-wheel drive stuff keeps progressing, it's going to turn way around where the, the, the Honda guys are going to be the, the head dogs and the other ones are going to be trying to figure out, you know, how we're going to throw all this power down, how we're going to get this car down the track yeah. you know because it's a uh, the the muscle cars definitely did have a lot of an advantage but i mean once the f- playing field starts getting uh evened out we'll see where things go man i wouldn't be surprised to see these hondas you know getting even a second quicker in the next few years come the technology yeah you know what it is too is like a lot of those muscle cars you can't really a lot mm. of those guys want to mess with the eighth mile and yeah. you know we're not even warmed up in the eighth mile yeah they're all, they're all big end so they they've busted their nut by the time there is no quarter mile for them you know what i mean they start going negative mile an hour in the quarter yeah. mile because the gearing's gone whereas we're just getting warmed up it's like that video i always love posting that video of that speed factory car with that mustang at uh-huh. world cup yeah and the mustang was just like half a track the speed factory car was nowhere in sight half track and then all of a sudden it just got reeled in on the quick in the Speed Factory car, ate him up. It was that red Mustang, I yeah. think. That was, a, that was a great video. That was a good video the other night, too, with that Subaru. <laughs> that, that was an all-wheel drive, though. Yeah. That, that, if you guys haven't seen that video, no, it's that a... No, that was all-wheel drive. Yeah, it was all-wheel drive. It was a I Shoot You video. They posted up on their uh, YouTube channel. It was an all-wheel drive. I was actually talking to Dre about that. Um, he was... Um, he was telling me that the guy he just really didn't know much about Hondas and he just had the Honda mentality about it and he lost like what was it like sixteen grand or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> the guy with an import like that wouldn't know what was up because like yeah. I try and you know, just like you, you try and know what's up with most things. I don't wanna, <laughs> you know, be so I don't wanna have the blinders on where I can't appreciate this or I can't appreciate that. Definitely. You know, I will even look at a, one of those silly neons and be like, Wow, you know what I yeah. mean? Things if it's a ripper it's a ripper you know it doesn't matter you know what it is in my opinion i mean how cool are those mr2s with the k series or the lotuses with the k series or you know it's just things are just previously you wouldn't see all these swaps it's just in the last like six years i feel like that people are really building some shit i mean i see some it doesn't need to be a honda i see some killer yo let me tell you something, bro. I'm a big wagon fan, like Volvos even, like the CTSV wagon. Ooh. I just like, bro, there's this Volvo wagon, like 80s 
body style with the twin turbo Ellis in it. This thing is a monster. It's uh-huh. like a six second beast. Kid <laughs> drives it around on the car uh, on the street. It's just like <laughs> sick, you know, just absolutely sick. So anyway, my point being, and even like there's, a, I seen a really cool on um, what's that thing? It's always it's always badass cars, Speed Hunters. Yes, right? yes, yes, Speed Hunters. Always badass cars on there, right? And uh, they had an old Mercedes with mm-hmm. like a, a Supra engine in it or something that was just badass too. Like, you know, you wouldn't previously see some of these dope swaps going in. I feel like fabrication is really getting pushed in the right direction too. Yeah. You know, it, it you're making great strides. Like, how cool was that car, that bubble with the Evo stuff? I mean, yeah have to be an evolution but i can appreciate that car you know what i mean it's just cool wait till somebody busts out with a 2j uh supra the new body style i think i guarantee there's a few people that are working on that right now if it's not out yet and what putting the 2j in there yeah yeah i bet i mean dude honestly that trans is one of the best transmissions ever made in ever that get ragged uh super transmission that thing is, i mean there's a reason why i used it's like you know 10 grand yeah you know that thing is just a a monster but um yeah things are getting pushed i think in the right direction for sure well then Which you is- you have these uh these wild cards that are helping things go forward you know like what is the thing that you need to make a motor work inside of the car? You need to figure out, you know, the wiring, the ECU, the fab to get it to hold in there. And then basically there's not much after that besides, you know, the logistics of where you would put things. But, you know, like Ryan being one of my good friends, dude, he's always tapping into so many crazy things. Every time I talk to him, he's like, oh, yeah, I've been helping this guy wire this. He's putting this car, this motor in this car. I'm like, what the fuck? But in reality, if it wasn't for Ryan to be able to like step out of his comfort zone and start doing these kind of one-off jobs, then maybe those things wouldn't happen. Or if there's these these ECUs that are coming out and there's people that aren't aren't hacking the, into them, then that's stopping the production of of that. You're car. right, hundred percent. You're you're exactly right, and 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 that's a big part of it. Not only as far as Ryan and the people that are getting into. Um, wiring cars but the the there's been a big push in how much better our electronics have gotten it's just unbelievable i mean fuck it back in the day when i was building cars it was the what was the the vafc the yeah. apex controller and you're running your car off of, i mean you're you're touching things you got no business touching you know <laughs> yeah. that little thing popping popping engines left and right these guys were in florida when i lived in florida for uh motorcycle motorcycle mechanics institute which was another crazy time in my life. Yeah. We went out there uh, fresh from high school. Uh, you know, n- nobody ever lived by themselves prior. <laughs> the whole cheerleading squad came uh, and stayed with us. Uh, we we went there a month before school started. Oh, Needless shit. to say, dude, we got booted out of our first apartment uh, before school even started. We had to go find our pl- our own <laughs> place to live. Whoa. It was just it was just bananas, dude. It's just crazy madness. But yeah, the electronics have come so far. And uh, like, uh, I, you know, I linked up with uh, that dude, Race Spec, that yeah. does uh, um, Joel, T1. right? Yeah, what a great dude, man. Just great dude. Another dude that's willing to take the time to speak to you, uh, answer any questions that you have. Um, I mean, dude, let me give you an example of this is what. Co- 
who the fuck am I? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm kind of half-assed well-known, right? Okay, cool. I was talking to him about a part. The dude sent me the part. Yeah. And then was like, I'm like, so I'm in a panic because it wasn't a cheap part, right? And so now, you know, I mentioned that, you know, I, I wanted it. The dude sent it to me, bro. And he was just like, so I hit him up. I'm like, dude, I, there's a problem. I'm like, I didn't make the payment for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if there's a, an accounting problem or a shipping problem yeah. over there. You know, this thing just showed up. And he's like, bro, he's like, you're good for it, man. He's like, just uh, send over the money when you can. Nice. I'm like, what? You know what I mean? Like, wow, dude. And this is what I'm talking about, like relationships with people. This is the most valuable thing. You can never burn your bridges, dude. Yes. Do what you got to do not to be a scumbag jerk off and, and build these relationships and build these, uh, uh, you know, this reputation for yourself and things, doors will open, uh, things will happen. Like even with, um, that's why I'm saying I'm like regular dude over here with no car that I can show you a picture of, you yeah. know what I mean? I can show you pretty parts and like uh, K-Tune man believes in what I'm doing. Uh, it's amazing. Sean's the same way. Sent Hell me. Yeah attention or the other day and i just got to be like dude sean thank you so much bro by the way i appreciate you you have no idea and he just sends me the shit like bro like we appreciate what you're doing the posts like you post those sponsor me things yeah uh, like i've only ever approached like four places and you know mind you all my time and fabrication is free i don't and for my car so that number is not even, you know, for the normal dude, I don't even know what that number would be. But for me, it's nothing. It's just my time because it's my hobby. But, you know, imagine like um, coming at somebody the way that you said, like, what do you have to offer? So I try and always, you know, offer as much as I possibly can. Like I want if I want your parts on my car and I reach out to you to try to get something for a discount or for free, like I want to earn that. Yeah. some way that I can, you know, and, and can I plug you? How can I, and that's another thing why I like being a good person and getting your followers up and, you know, uh, gen, having genuine people, you know, that, that you deal with, uh, is just invaluable. It, it, that's why the Instagram is like a tool, you know, you can use it to make some friends and some acquaintances, but really it's a tool and it should be used like that. Um, I feel like, and how humbling is it to have somebody send you something for nothing, bro? Like, that's awesome, that, man. Dude, that's the, and, and, and not, not for nothing, but like, I don't want free shit. Yeah. Like of just junk. Like if I reached out to you, think about, and I've already spent 50 G's of my own money. And, but like, I want your part on my car and you end up sending it to me. Like I, obviously I believe in what you have already. Right. And, and you just, it's just so humbling, dude. It's amazing. I, I, I really don't know what else to say about that. The only other spot I really want to mess with, dude, is like, uh, so I got, uh, I love K-Tuned. I love companies like Race Spec, you know, another one dude opened his own business. Amazing. And, uh, I want to deal with like drive shaft shop. It's been a, a light, like a goal. Like I've had the sport goal. I've had the, you know, I wanted those couple like sponsors just to say, like I can buy the part, dude. Yeah. Like believe me, I can buy the part. I'm not scared to spend the money, but it's the fact that you sent me that shows me that you believe in me, man, and it's amazing. Like now I want to do everything that I can to like, you know, do do right for you like uh so another one was Drive Shaft Shop because I've always like had an infatuation with that company and the cars that, you know, represented them and everybody yeah. it, products are just amazing. If you look at those products, it's just like 
serious business that those five nines or the pro level axles it's just beautiful yeah. so uh shout out to them guys for sure i think when once you get to the level of trying to relate to these people on on a ground level that's that's what's really attractive especially for me you know when i when i talk to somebody and the interaction just goes well i could feel like they understand where i'm coming from you know maybe that's what's what's good with you because you understand where they're coming from because they're a business owner as well no matter the level of any of these businesses at the end of the day there's somebody that has a family and this is this is their passion and they're growing it you know whether it's John at Ktune you know drive shaft shop or you know a, a small company or what have you dude all of these people they'll relate in some sort of way because they've all spent that grind now if there's somebody that comes like yourself that understands that grind that they're putting in and you just you have a great conversation with them and you you don't ask them for discounts you don't ask them stupid questions you respect their time dude i'll help out so many people just for giving me that courtesy you know when i go approach people like yesterday i went to um to a, a shop to uh, get the bmw tuned to just go talk to them like i didn't go in there like yo what's up i'm frank from downstar this and this you know i had yeah. one of my buddies recommend me because my buddy knows them so it's like yo can you tell them i'm just gonna stop by and then when i'm there i'm like hey man what's up i just wanted to see if i can talk to you just to fill it out because i don't want this guy to think like who the fuck is this dude gonna come in here having his buddy tell me that he wants a discount or what have you so, you know, I'm talking to him. He's busy. I'm like, hey, bro, take your time. Whatever you got to do, go ahead and do it because that's how I would want somebody to treat me. Right. Now, when it's my time to have this conversation, cool, let's do it. Give me the price. Okay, that's the price. Cool. Let me let me think about it and then I'll, I'll let you know. You know, talk to the wife. Everything's cool. Call him back. Hey, let's do it. That's how I feel like transactions should go down. Should be. Yeah. Should be you know? Did you, did you end up doing it? Well, I set it up and it's coming for hopefully this coming week. So, so now what is that going to be something flash tuned? Um I'm not sure exactly how they do it. Uh the shop out here it's called uh Gintani and it's here in uh Van Nuys, California and basically they're the ones that that do a lot of the tuning for like the um the exotics. It's weird, man. There's there's a there's a culture here in SoCal in like the Hollywood area where there's young entrepreneurs that are just fucking balling and they take their car to these shops and they'll get wide bodies done they'll get tunes the flames and all that shit exhaust and uh you know i follow these guys and a lot of them go to this shop so it's just a well-known shop so you know i go over there and just like i'm a honda dude i don't know man i just managed to get this car like and it was just a fucking it was a great interaction so it made me feel comfortable and now right. I'm just like, dude, once I get the t- the tune done, I'm doing the downpipes and stuff. I'm going to do videos of it. I'm going to be talking about it. And now I'm going to do my job to pay them back for them, whatever, if they gave me a break, just having that good interaction. You know what I mean? Right. Now, is that going to screw you in some way down the road as far as like if if you have to when you give it back or you bought this thing and that's no. it? Uh, when I when I give it back. Um, definitely everything's gonna have to go back to stock. But the biggest thing with BMW is if you don't plug it in, once you plug it in, then that sends it to, to BMW corporate in Germany or what have you. And right there, it's your warranty's void. So, oh. so as long as you have a way around that, then you're good. It's basically so like getting a smog and passing visuals. 
You know what right, I mean? Right. As long as the place that's smogging it is cool with your visuals, as long as it passes smog, you know? So as long as your car can go in there, they can change the oil, do whatever tune-up shit that they need to, then then you're right. good. So, right, but right. that was one of my concerns, you know? So me going over there, I'm telling these guys, look, I'm not fucking... I'm not, I'm not a famous dude from Hollywood, so if this motor blows, I'm going to be fucked, bro. So let's just... Let's get a little more out of this. Let's get some sound out of it, and, and I'm Gucci with that, you know? Yeah, and, and you know, messing with those BMWs, you know, I like those cars, but I like the older uh, M3s anyway. Like I said, I put you, I showed you that car, my buddy, man, like uh, Rowdy's Garage, Rowdy M4. Like, uh-huh. uh, oh, he's a young dude, man. He goes out and buys an M4. How crazy must you be? It just blows my mind. It blows my mind, you know, messing with Civics and stuff that, yeah. you know, is as affordable compared to that where a body kit's 30 G's, you know what I mean? It's another ball game, bro. Yeah. Like, so how wild must you be to be like 26, go buy a, a, an, M, an M4 that you, you're paying payments on and gut it like it was a Honda Civic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you drove the car for a week, bro. Like yeah. it was a beautiful car. There was nothing wrong with it. And you just, you, you <laughs> sold the engine, bro. What are you thinking about? And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put a Hellefin engine in it or some shit. He ends up getting like a Hellefin crate engine. That engine's like 30 grand, bro. He's like, yeah, nah, I don't want to go that way. He's building like a three – like a – dude, he's got like a, a six-second three-rotor all-billet motor for wow. this thing now. He's like, the kid's crazy, bro. He's shot. And I love that about him. You yeah. know what I mean? I love you know, there's just those guys out there that are, you know, rad, and I, and I like being around the, the radness of uh, of that. So, uh, Cody, you're an animal. Yo. Yeah, shout out to Cody, man. Yeah, that's. I think that's the dope thing, dude. You know, one one good example with that I always like to bring up is uh, is Alex from uh, Sheepy Built. You know, I've seen Alex start from, you know, the beginning, just going to meets just like myself into where he's at now, and I've always kept an eye on him where he like where he's made these jumps and it literally took just grabbing your balls and fucking doing it you know his story is impressive yep going to gtrs you know and then just thinking like okay well now i want to get into exotics actually buying a huracan and then building a kit like all of that stuff it's not really that that difficult like okay well if you want to do turbo kits for it we'll just buy one but then you're talking about a 250 200 dollar car and then you're yeah. going to take it apart and do a turbo kit and, and tune it and shit. That's, that's a lot of risk, but there's a lot of rewards because now he and like underground, well, underground racing is like the pinnacle, but yep. now they're kind of on each other's radars. They talk to each other and things like that. And it's, that's how you get to those levels is that you have to take those kind of risk. You know what, dude? That I've I've watched that dude's story go. Like I I knew from back when the nickel plated um, teal Integra was around, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it it's funny because you know he's not the dude that's doing the fabrication or the welding. Everybody you know in those interviews are like, oh, how did you get into welding? He's like, listen, I don't I don't weld and I don't fabricate. So just being just knowing how to be a businessman is pretty cool. Definitely. I know that he does a lot of tuning. I think he's a pretty good tuner, right? Yeah, he's a really good tuner. And uh, I think he started uh, sharpening his teeth with like the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was around the time when he was doing work with Chris Miller when Chris Miller was racing that that same Integra. Uh-huh. And then he started, then I seen him, he was doing the, uh, the Sinister car 
from uh, from NorCal, and yeah. then now he's he's tuning all those cars. I went over to the shop and he's tuning the R8, Twin Turbo R8, the Huracans, you know. And now they just started Sheepy Tuned, and I believe today is when the website went live. So just knowing how he's gonna do it, I'd say within the next year or so, you're gonna be able to take any car, you know, BMW, Mercedes, whatever, take it over there and just get Sheepy Tuned. And then that's just another avenue that he's going to take over. Right. You know, I always try, you know, I always seen him, I'd always see him at events and whatnot. And, you know, I always wanted to, and I'm pretty outspoken. I usually go right up to people. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I just like, I, I, I don't know, I didn't put a hundred percent into it and I went up to him and I guess he was busy and I, you know, I kind of, it got blown off and I was like, whatever, you know what I mean? I didn't hold a grudge. It is yeah. what it is. Dude's there to do, you know, he's busy. You know, it is what it is. But like, uh, you know, I was kind of always kind of bummed about that. I was always bummed too back in the day when T1. I used to like respect the shit out of Tony Paolo, and, and uh, I remember how pissed I was when he sold that Integra, and I'm like, oh man, you're going into GTRs now. I'm like, I have no interest in GTRs whatsoever. So now, you know, my my infatuation with you is over. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm like so bummed right now. And then uh, he actually sent me an email. He took the time out of his day and sent me an email. He's like, dude, because I, I sent him an email. I'm like, dude, you know, it's whack that you're, you, you know, you completely <laughs> gave up on Honda. I'm like, that's what made you, bro. You know what I mean? And he's like, that's what you're known for. How do you just, you know, gone? Yeah. And like, dude, don't think of it like that. He's like, think of it as, uh, you know, we're progressing into something, you know, something else. And, you know, thank goodness he's around. with the. You know, I'm a firm believer in injector dynamics. Oh, man. hell yeah. That in my there's dude that's it you know what I mean in my opinion that that is the injector and all the stuff thank thank goodness he makes it and his whole story on that Reed Lund thing dude it's worth a listen on even though it's super old if you can even still find it the whole story is cool with the credit cards and running up the debt and yeah and uh, you know it, it's just a rad dude and you know how how rad is it that uh with your boy um from Best Buy or whatever what's his name Raul, Raul we'll yeah. How bad it? How badass was it to see you know that car get built, get thrown into SEMA? And then I remember like, you know, I spoke to him a few times. Nice guy. I, yeah. I like the guy a lot. You know what I mean? And then uh, you know, he he don't need to talk to me. You know what I mean? But whatever. We we were chilling, and uh, the next thing you know, I see the car on the track. Yeah. And I'm like, how bad is that? You know what I mean? Dude had had that SEMA built the car, and now he's ripping it down the track. You know what <laughs> I mean? I was like, that's cool. You know, yeah. when you see that, that I'm into that kind of stuff. Right. Like, you know that that takes a set of balls, and 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 uh, you know, you have to have that confidence in yourself and what you built because a lot of the times people don't take the time to set the shit up right. You know, like as far as dude, corner balancing, um. The alignment aspect of it, just having the right parts. Like th this is one of those things that I wrote down that I wanted to talk about. Was this story was um, man. I, I so I was building the car. Remember I told you I was taking it to the road racing events and whatnot. And so I remember seeing some pictures of my car and the the brakes were like cherry red up front. So I'm like, you know what? And I noticed that the car wasn't stopping so great. And I'm like, all right, let me upgrade to uh, big brakes. Yeah. So I upgraded big brakes. And, um, but so I, I'm thinking that the car is going to stop on, you know, much better now. And I'm in business. What I didn't take into consideration was the fact that I needed, that I was still running a brake booster that was made for a car that had rear drum. Ah, gotcha. So 
what ended up happening was I should have changed the long. So this is going along with just because you change one thing, it doesn't mean that it's helping you. You can hurt yourself worse. So I didn't end up putting the, the type R booster in, which I should have in the bigger master cylinder, which I should have, especially for, I'm not talking drag racing. I'm talking road racing car. You know what I mean? Uh, cause I know a lot of people run, they get rid of the brake booster to, altogether yeah. and just the manual pedal i'm not into that that doesn't help me for as far as you know yeah road racing um but so i should have put the bigger booster and the and the uh bigger master cylinder and also uh, you're supposed to run the 40 40 yeah. uh proportioning valve or what in my opinion is super dangerous um unless you're willing to put in the work is the uh adjustable one the thing is you end up setting that up flat spotting a lot of tires because you need to be in all different speeds moving that knob hitting the pedal seeing what happens it helps to have that motec sensor where you know what the wheel is doing in the back you know what I mean? Because you don't know when it locks up. Gotcha. If you have that set wrong and you're going into a corner and that's set wrong, you actually lock up the rear. You just sent yourself into a high-speed drift in a two-wheel drive car, front-wheel drive car. You know, there's just so many ways that can hurt you. Anyway, I go, I'm, I'm driving the car. I'm like five minutes into the 15-minute session. Things are warm. You know, and this so this is just enough horsepower to be dangerous. 525. Yeah. Anything above uh, five, in my opinion, is where things start getting interesting on the street. You know, not even for the track. You need to start anticipating other people, anticipating other cars breaking, you know, because you're making moves now. You're going much quicker. Yeah. Um, so I'm going into the turn and constantly with the vacuum going up and down because you're on the throttle, you're off the throttle, you're on the throttle. So basically what happened was the brakes were super hot. I went into the turn thinking that I was going to – I downshifted. And just from that lack of vacuum, bro, I went to step on the brakes, and I shit you not, the fucking pedal disappeared on me. Oh shit! It was gone, gone, bro. Brake fade, like you. So there was no vacuum at that point. Is what happened. I was on full throttle, and then I was off off the gas altogether, and there was no vacuum being produced. Where previously a second ago there was a shit ton of vacuum. And the pedal went to the floor. I had no stopping whatsoever. And I'm going into a turn going 90. Oh, shit. And it was just like, bro, the one of the worst feelings ever. I was like almost like positive it was all over. And then the only thing that ended up saving me was the fact that that, that turn was banked. And so – going from straight to riding the edge I, right when i started the edge before you hit the jersey barrier i downshifted and actually gunned it mm -hmm. that pulled the car the other way and i ended up not hitting the wall but you know this is a, a chief example why you know just having your suspension set up right and like a lot of the times people will go with that asr uh, 32 millimeter sway bar yeah. just because their buddy said that it was good well dude that might be good for one guy. It doesn't mean it's good for your setup. Yeah. You know, what that does is it makes the rear wheels not move. So it, good as far as what, you know, like for drifting. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like that needs to be matched to one of the number clicks yeah. on your suspension. And all this stuff needs to work out and talk to each other. So that's why I really, you know, just want people to understand the importance and the, and the dangers of uh, upgrading these parts if you don't know what you're doing, you know? Yeah, well, let, let's definitely get into it. Um, 
Trust Fab. Tell us about what you offer and what are some of the surface the services that you provide. Well, some of the stuff that so I'm the rear wheel guy, rear wheel drive guy now. So anything that's OEM with a with a uh, a wagon van, I'm messing with. Uh, we have the the billet. You know, one of my partner Turbo TNR. He's uh, actually the originator of that billet uh, carrier bearing, gotcha. um, which a great product. Um, Brand is a great dude, and basically where where that product was unique was uh, that the center line was off-centered. So by flipping the carrier bearings around, you could raise or lower your, your viscous coupler within the uh, engine center channel, uh, which is critical. Previously, some people would do it, and the viscous coupler would be where, you know, your mount dictated where it went. Well, that's not ideal for everyone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, just by flipping the carrier bearing around, by having that center line being up here, instead of that perfectly in the middle, by flipping them around, you know, you just raised or lowered it, which is a really great idea, you know. Um, so we're looking, we we do that. I do the rebuilds of the viscous couplers, and and when we do, when I do that, I, you know, that's a, it probably takes about three hours to do. So it's not something that you do at the track. Yeah. Um, Rebuilding those, you have a couple options as far as the fluids. You have the 60, you have the 100 weight fluid, and then you have a mix of uh, the two. And basically what the 100 does now, say I've rebuilt 60 of these viscous couplers. Um, only three times or four times have I used 100 mm -hmm. fluid. So that's going to make the car squat super hard. Um, the fluid's actually thinner, and what it does is it puts more power to the rear wheels versus the 60 weight, which is going to keep the front wheels dominant, if that makes sense. So the front yeah. wheels are going to spin, and then the rears are going to be there versus it'll never be where, uh, even with the 100, where it's 50-50 yeah, power gotcha. ratio. It'll never happen because it's got to go through the trans, the yeah, transfer yeah, yeah. drive shaft, the viscous coupler to the rear, to the high point gear ring. It's never going to happen. So, um, but the 100 brings the ratio closer. So you you can imagine when you go to take off, and you have a lot of power in the rear. That that leads to the smashing of the the back of the car. That's really rough on your drivetrain. Um, but you know that could be the you know it breaks transfer cases. Again though, that could be the difference of winning, or that or that six yeah. second pass or. You know what I mean? So the ones that I've done were for guys that sent me two. Got you. So they want one with 60 and one with 100, and they're going to switch it out, which can be done in five minutes at the track. So on a shitty track, you know, you're going to use that 100, and on a track that's great, you're that's sticky, you're going to use the 60. Gotcha. Um, and, and also we do the rear ends. So basically we take them, you know, they're 30 years old, and they were made for a car that made 90 horsepower. So basically what we do is we inspect the whole thing, you know, I try and keep it one-on-one -on -one where I'm sending you pictures the whole time of everything that's going on. I keep it, uh, like, boutique-ish, so yeah. I, I stop at 10 because after 10, it starts to get confusing with Instagram names and real names and, and payments and shipping and this and that. Like, I've always just wanted to be a boutique, and I've wanted people to know who I am. It's important, you know, to me. I don't need to be the biggest shop, but I want you to know who I am, and I want you to know that I'm here if you need, you know, what I offer. Um, so we do a lot of the, uh, LSD installs and I, you know, so I take a lot of M factory, uh, single overhead cam VTEC, uh, uh, 
uh, front. You know, the it was diff. made for the front. Yeah, the diff. And, and uh, we put those in the rear to make the car truly uh, all-wheel drive, you know. And they say, oh, well, this guy ha doesn't have it, you know, and uh, he does fine. And, you know, it, it, or this is holding up. And, you know, these guys are going off of last year. And it was the – how many pits did they make, too? Yeah. You know, this year's, you know, none. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he's doing fine, but for how long? You know, I know the guys that have been out there testing that have no uh, diffs and the car pulls to the point where it almost wants to smash into the wall. You know what I mean? Ah, right, gotcha. right. Right. It just pulls so hard to the right or, you know, that it's almost undrivable. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, this stuff can be verified too. you know, Pharrell uh, from High Boost, he knows the deal you know when i talk to him he's a, he's a great dude to talk to too he's a character uh you know without the lsds in the front and the rear it's not a four-wheel drive car mm -hmm. you know it's an open rear end uh and then we got the fabrication stuff you know sometimes it's difficult to be that guy uh that fabricates things because i i don't have your car yeah and you're trying to have me make you something that's critically fit and I can't do it without your car. So, you know, but then there's some parts that can be made that I can offer and send to you. And that's some of the more one-off like fuel mounting solutions, uh, dead pedals, plates, stuff like that, you know, stuff where, you know, there's not a hundred of them sitting on a shelf, you yeah. know, maybe you're five guys or 10 guys that have it, you know, which is, is pretty rad. So, uh, you know, that, that's pretty much where TrustFab stands now you know things have taken off in it recently and you know who's to say that that's uh not gonna change you know i don't know i don't know what the future holds you know it'd be rad to be where i can just work for myself for uh full time but it's it's a you know it's a difficult thing when i you already started to build that life and you're relying on you know your union job yeah. with the benefits and this and that and you're you, you know you're used to that take home 1200 a week and the benefits and the annuity. And now, you know, there could be a month where you make nothing. Yeah. You know, the bank doesn't care that I want to be a fabricator. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't, they just want their money. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just so it's scary not, you know, to take that leap to do like what you've done and the sheepies have done to really go out and do it, you know, but I'm the biggest advocate to tell people to do it. Yeah. But do what's right for you. You know, don't do it because people sit, are telling you to do it. If, you know, if you can't do it, you can't do it. And that's it. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to be you know, unrealistic, you know, uh, and, and send you on something that will never happen. And then you end up losing your house and you want to, you know, murder me. <laughs> well, you're definitely on the right path, man. Ever since we've been following each other, I've seen you come out with, you know, products here and there, the dead pedals, and then seeing you move into this all-wheel drive stuff. I've seen a spark inside of you that that is leading towards the right direction, man. Just stay focused on this. You have a niche right now. Keep taking care of it. And these names that you're uh, that you're dealing with, they're big names in the all-wheel drive stuff, and it's just yeah. gonna help spread spread the word man and all of this is we're, we're in a marathon not a race you know you just put a little little and then this year just focus on this and then just keep building and building and who knows you know it it took downstar from 2009 to 2012 to be able to to quit the full-time job to get to where we're at so i mean you just take these opportunities wherever they pop up you know put your knowledge wherever it 
it's being used at and you're definitely killing it with all wheel drive stuff, man. So keep on keeping on, bro. You're, you're doing great. I appreciate you saying that, man. That means a lot. It, 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 it means a lot just for you to even have called me up the other day to, to see if I wanted yeah, to do this. Of course. Yeah. And there's been some incredible names on here and just to even, you know, be on here is uh, an honor and beyond humbling to me. So well, dude, I appreciate it so much. Of course, I man. I, I appreciate I, I you, bro. Go and watch this thing, man. It's well, it'll be up. It'll be up tomorrow. <laughs> We're on our grind here. Cool, man. But uh, yeah, Travis. So before we get out of here, man, where can people follow your work at? And if they want to get some stuff done for their all-wheel drive build, uh, you know what? It's gonna be Trust Fab on Instagram right now. I'm actually in the process right now of uh, having a, a website set up. I just was previously hesitant. Uh, I, I didn't know really if uh, a, a website would be beneficial to for what I offer for yeah. the uniqueness of it and the one-off aspect. I always wanted to be boutique and word of mouth, um, but I am I am in the process of getting a website, so that should be in the next month or so. And uh, as of right now, it's TrustFab on Instagram, and uh, you know just send me a DM, and I'm not scared to call you. I give out my real phone number. And uh, we'll, we we have a conversation just like this. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm all for talking to people. I love racing and race cars. And you know, if if you want to, you know, ask questions, go ahead and ask away. There you go, bro. Hey, uh, Travis, I want to say thank you, man. Um, just for being a great dude, bro. Ever since I've known you, always had great conversations. You never held anything against me, and we're able to uh, talk about things and just have a good time. And I really appreciate that. That's rare in this community. This was a pretty dope conversation. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're going to have to do this again, bro. Um, but uh, make sure you guys check out Trust Fab. I'll have the Instagram below. Um, and check out some of the work that he's done. He uses Downstar hardware on a lot of these. And uh, it makes the hardware look good with these rear ends, man. I really appreciate yeah. that. Absolutely. So, um, all cars downstar baby hell yeah i love it man so make sure you guys check out travis at trust fab and check out heel toe that's our sponsor heel toe automotive make sure you check them out at heeltoeauto.com or on instagram at heel toe automotive been around since 2002 supplying you guys with all the honda parts that you need uh just like travis great people you can call them and you can text them and it's an actual oh. real person marcus is a great guy and he'll take you guys uh he'll take care of you guys so um travis once again bro thank you for your time and uh, everybody listening, thank you for listening. This is Downtime with Downstar, episode 178. And we're out. Peace.